listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grinday. What is going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grinday, bringing back night two of the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. Uh, James, we are recording here on Tuesday evening while opening night uh, goes on watching the uh, Nets and Warriors play. We got Lakers Clippers a little bit later on, but we have a, a doozy of a Wednesday slate, if I don't say so myself. 13 games uh, of action, uh, the first big slate of the year, and there's already a ton of injuries to get to, uh, some crazy point spreads and some great matchups. Yeah, all the above, and uh, wouldn't rather have it any other way. 13 games slate on night number two. It's crazy, man. Two games, 13 games, no games, and then we have Christmas, So, um, which is you know, the creme de la creme of the NBA season and obviously why they wanted to get the NBA back so quick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, an exciting time, man. I mean, shortest turnaround for a big major sport in professional history. And uh, I feel like we were just recording NBA podcasts just the other day. Uh, we did. We did record the NBA <laughs> podcast uh, just, just, just the other day. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, um, that, that one did happen. That's true. Uh, great late night hammer. Uh, for those of you maybe tuning in for the first time uh, to this podcast, uh, late night hammer, James and I call out uh, the last game of the DFS slate. Uh, we have Dallas and Phoenix in that late night hammer, 1030 start uh, Eastern, 237 game total slate high in just a one point spread, James. So we have a highly competitive, high scoring matchups with some elite, elite talent uh, that we get to have, get exposure to. And, you know, while everybody else is uh, has their rosters finished, their lineups finished, you stack this late game hammer and you watch your lineups crawl up the standings and and hopefully make some money. So uh, no doubt about it, this is the type of game where uh, we like to get our Luka exposure. We'll get our, De- our Devin Booker uh, exposure here as well. Uh, and, you know, just be happy and watch a lot of points being scored. Yeah, um... I think it's interesting you brought up the total for all those like newbies coming into the NBA DFS world. Um, it is important we look at Vegas and look at the totals and look at the over-unders. And once you start getting in 220s, 230s, those are the games that really catch our eye and, and something that you should um, take note of and get exposure to. Yeah, we want high totals and close spreads because that means the starters are going to be on the floor. And uh, we definitely have a handful of them here. Uh, you know, again, just some of the ones that are around 230, Utah, Portland, 229, just a one point spread there. San Antonio, Memphis, 231 and a half, a two point spread uh, that we have there. Atlanta, Chicago, 231 and a half, uh, just a two point spread there on that one. Uh, Pelicans in Toronto, 229 and a half, uh, a four point spread there. So, again, some games where, you know, the totals are pretty high and close spreads means competitive action where we don't have to worry about blowouts and you know guys getting rest i know it's week it's game one uh but teams still will start sit their sit their starters and blowout scenarios uh given the quick turnaround so all things that are important to pay attention to as we uh kind of roll into it but uh you know james again not to waste uh, too much time we got a big slate to get over uh we're going to look at position by position we're going to be using uh, the positions for FanDuel, just for reference. Um, of course, we'll still be referencing DraftKings pricing as well as we go over it. Um, well, let's kick it off at that point guard position. We do have Luka Doncic here, uh, 11.4K over on uh, FanDuel, over on DraftKings. He is $10,000, um, you know, coming off a year where, you know, we have him as our number one ranked 
seasonal player for those of you who bought the cheat sheet, bought the draft guide. Um, you know, Luca was our number one player coming off the monster year they had this year. There's no Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, so the show is his uh, in a really great matchup against Phoenix. Yeah, I think he's the top play of the slate. Let's just get that out of the way. I think he is the number one play of the slate. Um, you pay up for Luca and you move on. And we saw last year with Kristaps Porzingis off the floor. Uh, Luca had a 39% usage rate, and he averaged 1.7 fancy points per minute. Uh, and I think those numbers only go up with, you know, a really improved supporting cast around him. Um, so I think Luca's the best play on the slate in the best game environment of the slate um, in the late night hammer. It's just ding, 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 check, check, check. Put Luke, Start your builds with Luca and move on. Right. You know, if you aren't paying up, uh, for Luca, and again, it's you can build however you'd like. We we like him as our top play. Uh, the point guard position is quite loaded on a slate that has 13 games. We have Russell Westbrook making his debut um, for the for the Wizards here. He's at $9,900. They said there's going to be no minutes cap on him for this game. Um, you know, which means we have the potential of seeing the Westbrook of old. You know, this is a guy that before his season with uh, Houston, he had averaged triple doubles for three straight years. Um, and yes, there is Bradley Beal uh, that he has to play next to, uh, you know, with the Wizards. But Bradley Beal doesn't nearly have the usage, uh, you know, that like a guy like Harden would have. I still think this is going to be very ball dominant out of Westbrook. Beal's going to be a great secondary player for him, much like in the way Paul George was. Um, but Westbrook, I think, is still going to command the show. $9,900. He's a player that was, you know, always up over 10 k uh, when he was the primary guy there. So, you know, between him, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, you know, Ben Simmons on FanDuel, those are the guys all over $9,000. Um, and then over on DraftKings, the same thing. Simmons is 87 but Lillard's nine k Westbrook's 93 Trey Young's 94 Um, You know, I, I think this is a really strong tier of guys um, up at the top. I don't think I'm as enamored with Westbrook in this setting as you. Um, I would probably rather play Trey against the Bulls. I think the Bulls' defense is pretty porous, um, especially with Kobe White starting at point guard. Kobe's more of a bucket getter than he is a defender. Uh, Lillard's in a tough spot, but, I mean, we saw how good he was in the bubble. And I love Ben Simmons on the flip side of this game. So I would probably take Simmons and Young over Westbrook. Uh, but I, I think this is a really strong top tier of point guards if you're if you're looking to fade Luca or just pair two of them um, or pair one of them with Luca. Yeah, I know Ben Simmons is certainly an elite guard, and that's most likely the matchup that Westbrook is going to have to deal with there. But just from a pure volume standpoint, like I, I'm not too worried about Westbrook maybe struggling uh, from a percentage standpoint. I still think he's going to give you all of the uh, across the board production that you can expect with you know pretty solid scoring numbers now ben simmons is going to give you also similar numbers and rebounds and assists like we know he's a guy that fills it up he'll get you steals and a block as well but the scoring tends to be a little bit down on him and while the matchup obviously against westbrook is is better for him um you know again i i think it's sort of a toss-up between the group i think they're all elite i like little the fact that they're at home and not in utah um i, I think stands out and we saw last year you know he was just largely matchup proof. I mean, he had a string of games where, you know, he's dropping 50, 60 actual points out there. So, uh, you know, I think D Lil's on his way to starting off a strong year. Uh, if we're looking in this mid tier, um, you know, some of the guys below 
Uh, you know, we have John Morant, who I know you were very high on coming into this year after his outstanding rookie year, uh, going up against San Antonio. We have John Wall making his debut um, with Houston up against OKC and a really stripped down uh, Thunder team there. Uh, and Chris Paul, again, on the flip side of that that late night hammer matchup against Luka, uh, you know, Paul expecting to play after returning to practice with an ankle. Um, you know, all, all great spots, I think, for them. Yeah, I think Morant is probably my top dog in that tier. Um, but it's super hard not to like any of them because, I mean, we know De'Aaron Fox is a terrible defender. And, you know, that's if Jamal Murray's bubble magic is real, then, like, we're getting a guy at 7-8 who is probably in, like, a mid-8 range generally. Um, John Morant, obviously, I'm very high on it. Chris Paul, but... Does the ankle worry you at all? Like, I mean, I guess not, right? Because yeah, I mean, he returned, he returned to the court, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it was just precautionary that he, you know, he was scratched from the game prior. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it there. Okay. Um. How would you, how would you like rank those? I guess three guys, because like I don't like Wall as much as I like those. I think I would find 300 to get to Paul or 800 to find Morant or Murray. Like, how would you rank these guys in the 7K range? Yeah, you know, I would probably have um, Morant, Murray, Paul, and Wall. How they're exactly kind of how they're priced, but just yeah, I would flip Morant Morant one in Murray there. You know, Murray obviously is our is our GPP guy. We talk about it all the time. Right. Uh, You know, there are games where he'll give you twenty fantasy points. There are games where he'll give you sixty. You know, with Denver being healthy entering the year, knowing that there's a, you know, Will Barton in his back and we expect Michael Porter Jr. to have a bigger role right out of the gate. You know, I, I wonder, you know, how how much of the shot, how many shots will be there for Murray um, off the bat there. So, um, you know, I, I definitely like him in GPPs. I think I would have Morant over him there. And there's still appeal for me with Wall. You know, again, he's not going to be limited. You know, yes, they said they're not going to play him on back-to-backs, but the Thunder, again, are really stripped down team. It's more so... You know, what's the status of James Harden, right? Because we talked right. about before we went on air, uh, you know, Harden was seen at a strip club. Shocker, shocker. Uh, but if for whatever reason now James Harden is ruled out due to COVID violations or or who knows what, you know, that would bump Wall up a lot for me because he was a primary ball handler now. He'll probably be one of the primary overall scorers on that team. He, Christian Wood, and I would imagine Eric Gordon would enter the starting lineup there. But you know, that would make Paul a pretty interesting play for me. And Paul and Wall had so sorry, Wall would actually had a good uh preseason campaign as well. Yeah, I'm not like totally down on John Wall. And and you bring up a good point. Like it definitely bodes well if Harden's out at seven K, we're getting a guy who we've seen in the nines, but we also, you know, he's coming off a pretty significant injury too. Um but I guess Kevin Durant has really debunked any uh notion that you know, injuries matter after a year layoff because he looks pretty damn good tonight. So, uh, yeah, well, 7K is fine. Um, you're kind of talking me into it, so uh, <laughs> I'm hopping on board. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a look at some other guys that are a little bit further down here that we like. Uh, 6K in that range. Um, you know, we have Malcolm Brogdon, which I really think is a good uh, cash game play up against the Knicks. You know, we're expecting probably Elf Payton uh, to be the starting guard there for him. A good matchup. Uh, love DeJounte Murray for me. I think this is finally the year 
uh, we're going to get. There's no Bryn Forbes. Derek White is injured. Um, you know, he had a really strong preseason. He fills up the stat sheet. He gives you steals. He can get you blocks. Like, uh, we we thought last year was going to be the breakout year, but he was held back for minutes because he was coming off that torn ACL. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful, you know, that he's you know he was playing 25 minutes from the preseason that we're going to be start seeing 30 plus minutes out of Dejounte Murray. And you know, we said this a lot last year, but you know, 6,200 could be the cheapest that we get him all season. You know, on Fanduel, um, you know, and over on DraftKings, Dejounte's 56. You know, John Morant's not a great defender. I think it's a good time to attack. Yeah, I think this matchup is perfect for him um considering you mentioned uh Derek White's out and Forbes is gone and uh 6200 this is the breakout year he's he got paid last year uh this is the year it's going to be an up tempo game we know Memphis likes to push the pace so this is a going to be a pace up spot for the Spurs i think this is an elite spot at 6200 for tournaments um, i won't go there in cash cuz we know how Popovich and his minutes fluctuate and Especially with the op- the the season opener, you never know. Uh, but I think it's an elite tournament play, just like I think um, Kobe White is an elite tournament play at sixty two hundred on Fanduel. Uh, yeah, sixty five over on DraftKings. I like him a lot more on DraftKings because that three point upside. But uh, you know, just he's going to have incredible scoring numbers. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the key. And it's the fact that we get him against Atlanta. Um, it doesn't really get better than that. So. Uh, I think Murray and White are two really elite plays in tournaments if you want to pair with Luca or whoever, really. But, I mean, as we, we continue to mention, like, we're really building around Luca here. So if you want to pair him with uh, White or Murray, I think that's elite in a tournament. Yep. Other guys, again, it's, it's, a, it's a big slate. A lot of point guards to get through. Uh, you know, Ricky Rubio, I, I like. And I know, James, you know, we talked about it before he jumped on. Uh, there's a lot of guards there in Minnesota. But, you know, I think they acquired him for a reason. He's going to start for them. I think he's going to be sort of mentoring some of the younger guys. Uh, it's a great spot, in my opinion, up against uh, Detroit. You know, they're going to be going with Killian Hayes, the rookie. Uh, Hayes has proven, you know, during the preseason to be a little bit of turnover prone. Uh, we know Rubio can get the steals. Uh, and while, you know, he, he's not a great scorer, um, you know, he does enough to fill up the stat sheet and I could see him just, you know, throwing lobs the towns, uh, for a lot of this game. So he, you know, he's 61, uh, Elf Payton, you know, we love, you know, Tom Thibodeau being there with the Knicks, um, knowing that they're going to play a ton of minutes. Uh, Payton should be back playing there. He's 57, a good spot for him, maybe over on uh, DraftKings where you get the points for double doubles. So we know Payton is that type of, uh, player as well. Um, and then there's the guys that are in the 5K and below range, uh, James. So what are your sort of thoughts on maybe some of the players mentioned? Is there any, uh, you know, value, value that you have your eye on? So, yeah, I'm not totally on Rubio, but we've we've talked about it. I don't love him, don't hate him. Uh, I'm not very high on Elper Payton here. I think out of the 13 games, 10 have totals of 225 or more. The Knicks Pacers are at 212 and a half. That's the slate low. Um, if I were to pick like one game, I'm kind of off. It would probably be that one. Um, Indiana eight point favorites at home too. So, you know, like as much as we're going to play the Knicks this year, even in, in bad spots, like, you know, Indiana's a good defensive team in a very slow paced environment. I don't love Alfred Payton here. Um, but in tournaments, you know, he always has that, that upside. Uh, I think Markel Fultz with that shiny new contract, um, is poised for a big year, especially with no John Isaac. Um, they're missing some key pieces overall. I think Fultz is going to uh, really have to step up offensively. 
Killian Hayes is interesting knowing that Minnesota's play plays at such a fast pace and is such a bad defensive team, but uh, I think he's going to be pretty turnover prone. And then like Memphis has toyed with the idea of starting DeAnthony Melton. Um, I know he came off the bench in the last preseason game, but they've like experimented with everybody. They started Grayson Allen, they started Melton. So um, if, if Melton starts, I would be interested to go there. All right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think, again, if you're looking for some spend downs and spend up, pairing over with Luca for sure, um, Melton could be an interesting guy. Uh, let's jump on over to the shooting guard position. Uh, again, James Harden, it's not – I don't know what's going on with James Harden right now. I don't know how into it he is of playing with Houston. We mentioned he was seen at a strip club. He may not play. He could play. He looked good during the preseason when playing – Play him at your own risk, in my opinion. I, I'm 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 not sure how checked in he is while he's waiting to get dealt out of Houston. So, uh, you know, kind of speaks for itself there. Uh, Fanduel has Devin Booker at eighty four hundred dollars again. If you're looking just to sort of game stack that late night hammer uh, and take the two best players, it's it's expensive. Uh, but you can go ahead and, and get Booker and Luca in your lineup and give yourself fifty eight hundred dollars a player remaining, and there's certainly enough value to do so. So again, if you want that route, that makes sense there. Um, you know, 8,400 is just a really good price, I think, for, for Booker. Uh, below them, you know, Donovan Mitchell's at 81. Uh, SGA, Shai Gilgis Alexander is not getting any price discounts, being the only guy uh, in OKC. He's $8,100. Uh, your boy, Zach Levine, love him, 7,900. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's at 7,500. You know, there's this shooting guard tier, again, it's, it's very, very deep. A lot of guys in the 7K range are, are strong plays. You know, Red Van Vliet, McCollum, Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, and you know, the guys I mentioned previously, really solid depth in that range. Yeah, I think all those guys you just mentioned are elite. I'm not going to play Harden uh, because ever, I could play Luka for $200 more, and I think that's just, you know, again, like you said, play Harden at your own risk. Um, but I do, I, I love the Gilgis Alexander. He's probably my favorite of this group. Just like you said, he is the guy um, in in on this OKC team. Um, I like Mitchell's matchup against CJ McCollum and or Damian Lillard and or whoever else decides to um, come in there. And if you remember, him and Gary Trent had beef last year. So I'm interested to see if he still remembers that where Gary Trent was talking all that smack and Mitchell didn't take too kindly to it. So I'm interested if he gets up a little extra for this game. Love Levine against Atlanta. We know Atlanta plays really fast and they have no defensive presence um, at all. And then DeRozan probably overlooked per usual, but you could probably go there in cash. But uh, Alexander, SGA would probably be my favorite of, of that little, um, of that tier. Yep, that, that works for me too. Um, you know, you mentioned already you weren't really interested in the uh, Knicks and uh, Pacers game, but Oladipo's at 6,400. You know, we're kind of expecting maybe a bounce back a uh, year out of him. Uh, Colin Sexton was a guy that we saw, you know, really take a step forward last year, just a really uh, high scoring upside, but he wasn't really contributing much else in the secondary numbers. Uh, you know, he's at 6K. I really like, you know, the, the guys actually in the tier below here. I've been a big Devontae Graham guy. I, I know that they have LaMelo Ball. They signed Gordon Hayward. Um, you know, they have Terry Rozier still there, but, you know, we still think Graham is going to have a pretty big role and play heavy minutes for them. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to play minutes. It's just how how do they distribute these minutes? Um, 
I don't think Graham is just axed. I mean, he was so good last year. And and, and we attack Cleveland ad nauseum uh, at the point guard and shooting guard positions. I mean, Cleveland ranked, they allowed the second most po- points to point guards last year. So um, they were in the top 10 allowed um, over on the fantasy alarm points allowed page. So uh, good spot for either, whether he's playing on the ball or off the ball. And, and I suspect he plays a lot off the ball with uh, when he's playing with LaMelo, but... Uh, I think a, another route you can go here is um, I mentioned, like, if you want to pair someone with Luca, you know what a really good preseason? Josh Richardson had yeah, a really good preseason. Yeah, I think we may see uh, Miami Heat version Josh Richardson this year now that he's away from that awful Sixers team. Yeah, and and I, banking on himself for a, for a new contract, too, because he didn't uh, didn't get one, didn't get a contract extension yet. So um, I like Josh Richardson quite a bit here. 5,300 if you want to pair him with Luca, I mean, Luca, we play him because the triple-double upside, and he's got to pass to somebody with no Porzingis. So um, I think Richardson makes for a really solid $5,300 value. I don't know what his price is on DraftKings. 5,300. So, I mean, either site you want to play him, I think Josh Richardson makes for a really good play. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Buddy Heald's only 5200 on FanDuel, but he's $6,300 on DraftKings, where you kind of want Buddy Heald because he'd be taking all those threes, right. but I, I kind of like him uh, in this spot against Denver. Uh, Tyler Hero, only 5K um, over on FanDuel. Hero over on DraftKings is 5500 uh, I know Orlando isn't always a team we like playing against. They play very slow, um, you know, but we are expecting sort of a, a step forward um, out of Hero uh, this year as well. Uh, so there's some guys, you know, in this sub 5k range that I think, again, if you're looking to spend up, that uh, could be appealing. You know, Seth Curry's going to be starting now for Philadelphia. He's $4,500. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is going to start for Milwaukee. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Duncan Robinson, like that whole tier. Alec Burks is 4,200. He's supposed to start for the Knicks. I mean, you know, any of those guys jump out to you more than the other? Um, it's interesting to see Tyler Hero 5K after playing him in the finals at like $10,000 a, a showdown slate. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I think Curry is is going to be re- really beneficial to Ben Simmons spreading the floor in general. Uh, DiVincenzo's fine. You know, it's hard to like peripheral pieces around Milwaukee when they're so concentrated with Middleton and Giannis. Um, but DiVincenzo's a, a do-it-all kind of guy, so I like him. I like Jordan Clarkson quite a bit coming off the bench against uh, Portland. I don't think Portland's going to be able to stop him, $4,400. Yeah, that's true. Big, big Clarkson fan. Uh, Great usage. It's just all about whether or not he can get on the floor. Uh, Let's jump on over to small forward here. Giannis is a small forward on FanDuel. I think we looked on DraftKings. Giannis is power forward center eligible. So this is really one of the first big conflicts uh, between the two sites. Giannis is 11-5. Um, on on draft on FanDuel rather, and over on DraftKings, he is ten two. Giannis is the second highest priced player on the slate over on uh, DraftKings, while he is the highest priced player on the slate on FanDuel. And uh, James, let me tell you right off the bat, the uh, Celtics have absolutely zero answer uh, for Giannis. <laughs> um, so once again, they failed to get anybody big to defend the rim. Uh, Tristan Thompson's going to do his dandiest, but he's a uh, like a six nine center. Uh yeah, Jason Tatum supposedly grew a couple inches in the offseason. I don't think that's gonna really matter at all. Giannis is just an absolute freak. Uh so again, if you're not playing Luca, which you don't love playing Luca, Giannis for me is the number two. Yeah, he's the number two. 
and he's only going to play 30 minutes because Bud does not play him more than that uh, until the end of the year, but he's going to get it done in that time. So, yeah, I'll put Giannis number two. Um, and then moving down, I think you could play Jalen Brown on the flip side of this matchup. I think you could play Jimmy Butler against Orlando, who is po- going to start Dwayne Bacon at small forward. So I think, obviously, advantage Jimmy Butler uh, there. Brendan Ingram in a really high total, over 230, only $7,300, and he looked really good in the preseason. Also, I, like, I think the Pelicans are going to be a team that we want to use throughout the year. Like, Stan Van, Stan Van Gundy was playing them 30 minutes a game in the preseason. What is he going to do in the regular season? Like, Brandon Ingram's going to lead the league in minutes. Yeah, Zion's going to be second in the league in minutes. You know, so I think Brandon Ingram... I'm just interested in what they're going to do with that guard position. Right. Where does Lonzo play? Where does Bledsoe play? You know. And it's kind of... We kind of just breeze past it because I think it's not a situation we want to get on board with yet. Right. But I think we know what Brandon Ingram brings to the table at 7,300. And, and that's a price tag that I really, really like. Yeah. I agree with you on that one as well. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward supposedly is okay. Uh, to play $6,500 against Cleveland uh, could be certainly appealing there. Dino Gallinari. We know that uh, Clint Capella doubtful to play Gallinari could enter the starting lineup here against Chicago. John Collins moving to the five uh, could be a really good spot for him against Chicago. We talked about, a high-scoring game there. Gallinelli likes to stretch the floor. Um, you know, $5,700 mid-tier. You know, in, in years past, small forward's been a struggle, but it's a big slate, so uh, we have some strong plays. Uh, eventually, I'll be playing R.J. Barrett, not against Indiana. Uh, Evan Fournier against Miami, not great, but still mid-priced at 56. I'm really just working our way down to our guy here, James. That's Michael Porter, who on FanDuel is only $5,400. Now, on DraftKings, you said he's, what, 65 65 yeah yeah so 54 on FanDuel I think he may be maybe the highest owned small forward on the slate uh probably against Sacramento I think I mean the matchup is just too good to be true uh for this it's just it it's just always going to come down to like how much does Michael Malone play him and it should be a lot but you we've seen Michael Malone do crazy things in the past so um yeah it's it's hard not to love him uh, I think a lot of people go to Larry Nance at 5,100 if um, if and when Kevin Love is ruled out. But, uh, yeah, I do think Michael Porter garners a lot of ownership. I, I don't know if we need to, like, I think the ownership is going to be very spread out tomorrow, right? 13 games late. We haven't really seen anything yet. So I don't know if we, like, need to worry about ownership tomorrow specifically. But, like, I could see a lot of it funneling towards Porter and Nance, especially because we're going to be paying up for Luka and paying up for Jan. Like, People are going to be paying up for Giannis. So I could see a lot of ownership as that small forward two going to Porter and, and Larry Nance. Yeah, Porter, Larry Nance, I think are great options. You know, OG and Obi, you know, you got a guy got paid in the offseason, a three and D wing, you know, at 52 against the Pelicans. Um, I think could certainly be uh, someone that you're taking a look at. Um, Eric Gordon, I mentioned already, he's $4,500. If something happens with Harden, definitely bump him up. But he is also the primary scorer off their bench. Um, you know, and I think that there's still potential upside for him in that role. Yeah, I do too, because, you know, I think we see a lot of Cousins, Wall, and Harden together, and then Eric Gordon running that second unit is going to be a lot of shots coming his way. So, I mean, I agree. 4500 is a really good price. 
Um, and I don't really see anyone else down here that like really catches my eye. Yeah, not maybe, yet. Maybe know. Keldon Johnson. Maybe Keldon Johnson in 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 Spurs land, but like I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon one game. In, in the first game of the year. Yeah, I could I could actually swing Daniel House again. I know they've added a lot of guys around them. Um, you know, he's he's you know cousins and Wood and you know there's Wall and there's Harden, but House is going to start at small forward. He's thirty seven hundred. That's true. And it's like true. you know, he just does what he does. You know, so uh, you know, I think there's at least a, a decent potential for floor there. He can hit some threes, grab a couple boards, and next thing you know he's paid off his thirty seven tag. So. Um, power forward, Jason Tatum is the top price power forward on FanDuel. Uh, over on DraftKings, Tatum is 92. He's the second price guy behind Giannis, uh, as we mentioned. I love Jason Tatum. Honestly, I do. I don't know if this is the spot to use him. Uh, just the Giannis length, I think, could give him trouble. Um, but he's also sort of, you know, becoming a superstar. So, you know, those type of players don't often have problems. And the NBA, night one, you know, Maybe they're not playing any defense. Who knows? So, again, not a great spot. Use him at your own risk because of his cost. Uh, but this is a guy, I think, looking forward, uh, I'm going to be certainly looking to have some roster ownership of him. Uh, on power forward over in FanDuel, again, we have Bam, $8,500 against Orlando. Uh, you know, okay, not good, not great. Pascal Siakam, finally a power forward on FanDuel. It took me three years, James, of tweeting at the FanDuel support account uh, showing them, pleading with them, letting them know that Siakam is not a small forward. They can't list both Siakam and OG and Obi as small forwards when they play together next to one another. Finally, a power forward is at 8K. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, I saw a report today, he's dealing with some plantar fasciitis. It's not going to keep him out, but it could limit him a little bit. So I'm a bit worried, and it is that matchup against the Knicks that you talked about, um, not being too much of a fan of. Uh, so, like, so far, you know, this top tier power forward, at least for me, nothing has really exploded. Yeah, I would actually start at John Collins, who, with Clint Capella out, is going to likely shift over and start at center. And the Bulls will have the fourth most fancy points to centers last year. We know Wendell Carter's deficiencies keeping his hands to himself. Um, so we could see an excess amount of free throws from John Collins. We know he's a double-double threat, especially if... Gallinari's playing the four. I mean, it's going to be every rebound is going to be Collins to grab with Gallo at the four because Gallo is like an okay rebounder, but like we don't expect what more than five or six. So I would probably start my exposure here. John Collins, I love Aldridge against Memphis. Um, I think Blake Griffin is pretty appealing at 7,200. Um, and then probably Christian Wood, Brandon Clark area. What I find it, Interesting is PJ Washington is forty two hundred on DraftKings and six thousand on FanDuel. So like, I would definitely play him on DraftKings. Yeah, you and get I the three even, point bonus over there as well, and you should. Yeah, you don't even think about playing him at six K over here on on FanDuel. But I think Collins, Aldridge, Griffin are probably where I start my my power forward exposure with with Zion sprinkled into tournaments because, um, I mean, from what we see in preseason, he is. He is going to. I'm a big I'm a big Zion guy this year. Yeah. I think he's going he's to just dominate. Like you said, he's going to play all the minutes. So, uh, again, another time where we, we kind of throw out the cliche, maybe the cheapest to get him all season, you know, $7,700, Zion Williamson there. Um, you know, you mentioned Christian Wood at 64, going to be very popular play. Um, you know, you mentioned Washington already. You know, Davis Bertans with no Rui Achimura at $4,700 over on FanDuel. I know mm-hmm. – 
you know, he's a three point specialist. So, you know, you don't get the bonus there necessarily, but yeah, for even over on FanDuel, if a draft game is rather at 55. I think he's a guy that's going to be in play and now see a lot of minutes. And then right below him, Bojan. Bojan Bogdanovic is back from the, the hand surgery that he had. He's been playing in the preseason. Uh, he's going to be ready to go. He's only 46. And over on DraftKings, he's 5,100. So, like, uh, I, I understand that Portland certainly reinvested some assets into some wing defense. They have Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. now over there on the wing for them. Um, but, I mean, Bojan was maybe the, the Utah's best player, you know, at stretches for last year before that injury. So, uh, really cheap price tag for him. Yeah, I like Boyan. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good um, play here at this price. Uh, I'm again Mar- another discrepancy. Marvin Bagley, for the record, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Sixty four hundred on D- on Fanduel, forty nine on DK, and I don't think anybody plays him considering it's Denver. But he's going to see a lot of Michael Porter and an old Paul Millsap. So uh, I think I th- honestly think Marvin Bagley at forty nine hundred is appealing uh, sure. to me. Uh, on FanDuel, the last guy I'll take a stab at here. Nerlens Noel is a power forward at 3,900, and we're hearing that he could actually be starting at center for the Knicks. And again, I know this is that Knicks-Pacers matchup that you don't exactly love, but I mean, Sabonis isn't a great defender, and Turner at times is hit or miss. So, uh, you know, we know that Noel is a high sort of usage player, good fantasy points per minute. Um, you know, he gets you steals and blocks and rebounds. You know, if he's going to be on the floor for 25 or so minutes, I think that's a way to go. It's fine. I, I I'm, I'm gonna wait for the, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the minutes to how they're balanced between him and Mitchell Robinson. Um, I want to. I, I would like to see how that plays out. Uh, I want to just throw a name out there, John, and we can move on after it. Okay. Okay. Jake Lehman, uh, min salary power forward. He's been starting over Juancho all preseason and apparently is going to start to the year so just again mentioned, the name out there. mentioned mentioned move on yep, uh, uh center position uh no interest at all for Nikola Jokic for me uh not uh, zero zero <laughs> feeling to pay for $9,700 for him mm-hmm. uh that's just the way I feel about it uh because Carl Anthony Towns against Detroit what, Mason Plumley is that who their center is now like is a Miles, whatever Plumlee Mason, brother yeah, it's is the Mason. center, or, or is it going to be Jalil Okafor, or is it going to be, no, 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 no. Carl Anthony Towns is going to absolutely dominate this matchup, in my opinion. So $9,400, Carl Anthony Towns, for me, is my top center spend up. Um, you know, yes, you know, you have Embiid against an undersized Thomas Bryant. If you want to go there at the same price, that's fine. I think the Minnesota matchup for, for Towns, just the way we saw him destroy last year, um, is more appealing for me. You know, Vucevic against Miami, okay. You know, it seems like Vucevic for the most part is rather matchup proof. Drummond at $8,400. And mm-hmm. my question really is how Drummond was used last year in Cleveland. You know, it was very frustrating with the lack of minutes that he saw. He was playing like 25 minutes a night. But Charlotte really doesn't have a center to contend with either. So you're looking at the guys above 8K on FanDuel. You know, that's the tier. You know, what's your take? I think that's the the key, John. I, I think, like, Drummond wasn't used, but he's had a whole offseason to... And, you know, Cleveland's been off since March. So he's had a whole offseason to 
you know, really figure out his standing with this team. And I'm sure they've been in contact the whole time. And uh, I love it because it's only he's only 8K on draftings as well. I love Towns. I love Embiid. I love Vucevic. It's, they're all obvious spots. But uh, I, I think that Drummond cult kind of falls by the wayside. And we know... I mean, Charlotte is deficient at the center position. They they start Cody Zeller or they start um, P.J. Washington. Either way, it's it's a mismatch nightmare for Drummond. Right. Now there's no Kevin Love to clog the to really just like demand usage in the post. Like Larry Nance does not demand the ball at all. Um, I love Andre Drummond here. It should be a twenty rebound game for him. It should be. It literally should be right. Like last year, twenty he rebounds. Started, yes. he started the year off with like. Multiple twenty rebound games, I feel like, or very close to it, if I if I like remember it correctly. Like he he was just eating uh, to start the year there, and this is a matchup. And in and, and we'll talk about this a ton. There are sort of like teams that struggle against positions, you know, annually, you know, and mm-hmm. you know the Hornets are one of those teams, and they didn't do anything to get better. You know, some teams have made moves to make them a little bit more respectable. And you're like, all right, they added that guy. Maybe they'd be a little bit tougher. Charlotte didn't. Charlotte just got smaller and put a stretch guy out there with, with PJ Washington, or they still have Zeller. So Drummond, you know, $8,000 on DraftKings as well. You know, I, I love Towns, but Drummond's probably my number two if we believe that he's going to get the run. Yep. I would, I would, I would say he's number two, two over and beat. But I mean, they're all elite plays because. I think there are some guys down here. Like, I think Al Horford makes for a pretty interesting play against Houston, just knowing like knowing that we don't know about DeMarcus Cousins, but we know that he's not a great defender. Um, we know OKC has limited options, so Horford is in play for me. Doesn't I think, this feel like it could be a 50 fancy point game for Jonas Valanciunas against San Antonio? Yeah. Like $6,700, yeah. there's no Jaron Jackson, like, you know. Is, yes. is he going to play enough? We maybe, you know, if but if he gets thirty, this is what we always say: if Jonas Valanciunas gets you thirty minutes, he's gonna exceed the limit. He yeah, just can't, he can't help himself but just grab rebounds, fill up the stat sheet, score points. So, uh, you know, sixty seven hundred dollars makes him for a great GBP play. Um, you know, and San Antonio was one of those teams that struggled against centers. You know, they toyed with the idea of starting Jakob Pertl during the preseason, but then towards the end of it, they had LaMarcus Aldridge at center again. Right. So, old man Aldridge is, is standing in the corner half the time. Joe Val is going to dominate that spot. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I. There's no way around it. He is. So. I mean, he should, right? He should. He's 7,100 DraftKings and 6,700 FanDuel. Give the man 30 minutes, please. That's all. That's all we're asking. That's that is that is all we're asking. Uh, I like the Horford call. You know, obviously, you know, maybe a little bit tougher for them now. You know, Houston's using traditional bigs. You know, whether it be Wood or Cousins for twenty minutes a night. So I mean, Horford, not the same player he was, but again, very limited options there uh, in OKC. He could you know be a guy that you know handles the ball a little bit, runs the top of the key, point guard type play that we saw him do a lot when he was in Boston. Uh, you know, just a really bad year with the Sixers. Nothing really fit with him going there in the first place. So uh, get the st- spot to go to a team and, and you know, be you know, maybe their secondary scorer. He, that's, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think he is going to be their secondary scorer, and that's kind of why I'm leaning his way. I think that there's merit to 
to going there. I do. I, I do think Hill Herford is can expose DeMarcus Cousins mid-range jumpers all day. I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is going to get out and play any form of defense against him. So uh, I think Hill Herford could have like 16, 17 points, six rebounds, five assists, and like 6K. You're getting like 40 fantasy points out of him. Um, sign me up. Yeah, not not bad. Could be a spot for him there. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, uh, you know, Denver is obviously a tough matchup for him. Um, but, you know, what is your feeling for him in Sacramento? You know, they still have Rashawn Holmes. They paid play Bagley. Whiteside's gone back and forth between starting and coming off the bench during the preseason. But we've also learned that he's a guy that only needs 25 minutes to be productive. And, you know, maybe it could benefit for him to come off the bench and not deal with Jokic as much. Did you see his DraftKings price? Is that what you asked me? No, he's only fifty six hundred on fan on FanDuel. What's you're, you're saying only fit. He's thirty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings. What? Yep. Why? <laughs> thirty eight hundred. Rashawn Holmes is forty two hundred. Man, that seems like a mistake. <laughs> um. All right. All right. All right. That maybe that's like the sucker track play. I don't know, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just seeing block upside for Whiteside on FanDuel at fifty six, and I'm like, hey, you know, this is a guy that is known to get five blocks, four blocks, six blocks, seven block games. He had a triple-double in blocks. I think it was like last year, the year before. So, um, But again, we, we saw him playing, you know, handful of minutes with, with Portland last year, you know, and, and put up, you know, 30, 35 fantasy points at times. So, um, you know, curious to see how that, that all works out because Rashawn Holmes isn't a guy that usually plays a bunch of minutes either. So, Right. Here's my question for you, okay? You have $4,400. You have three guys on the board. Wendell Carter at $4,400. This is they switch over to DraftKings just for the, the pricing sake of Hassan Whiteside. Um, Wendell Carter, $4,400. Rashawn Holmes, $3,800. PJ Washington, $4,200. All center eligible. Which one are you taking? Oh, man. Um... You have Carter against the Atlanta Hawks, who will likely start John Collins. John Collins, right. P.J. Washington could start at center or could start at power forward against Cleveland, so it's going to be Nance or Drummond. And then you have Whiteside against Jokic. I know. Whiteside's so so much cheaper, though, right? So so I like Carter, and and it's a similar sort of question over on FanDuel as well because Carter's 55, Whiteside's 56, Holmes uh is 49 you said pj washington though right he's a power forward so power forward yeah so i mean carter and Whiteside are 100 bucks apart so you know my problem with carter is he's so foul happy right like he's yeah. you know he he's not a guy that can stay on the court because of it but he's a guy that gives you you know some double double with some block upside so i'd probably still go Whiteside. i think Whiteside is a guy that i believe in and shorter spurts um, you know, but it's a good question. You now the price points for them are great. That thirty eight hundred dollars is just shocking to me. Um, other guys that are cheap over on on Fanduel, we have Mitch Rob at fifty five. I mentioned Carter at fifty five. Uh, Brooke Lopez is at fifty four. You know he's going to start for them. Um, Dwight Powell, I believe, is going to be the starting center for Dallas. You know, with no Porzingis, he gets Phoenix. Jakob Pertl, not really a big fan of his. Tristan Thompson, not great. So. You know, we go all the way down to some sort of dark throws here. DeMarcus Cousins is $4,500 against OKC. And then Chris Boucher is $4,500 mm-hmm. against New Orleans. Yeah, I think those those are the two punts here. And that's when you start talking about their FanDuel prices, in term, um, and I'm talking about Carter and um, Whiteside, 
On FanDuel, I would not play either, and I would go down to Boucher and to Cousins at 4,500. I think both those are, are solid punts. Now, both those guys are more expensive than all the other guys on, on DK. Actually, what is Cousins on? Cousins is 50. Like, they flipped based on the site that you're playing at. So, um, I would play Boucher and Cousins in GPPs on FanDuel, and I would play the other guys on DK. Yeah, fair enough. You know, obviously the one worry about Cousins at times has been uh, his minutes, but, you know, we saw him, um, you know, play about 20 minutes a night over during the preseason. You know, he's not going to be the 35-minute-a-night monster anymore, but, you know, they could work himself up to 25, 26, 27 minutes like we saw when he was with the uh, the Warriors, and he was, you know, a very effective uh, center, and you're not paying that top price point anymore. Uh, Boucher, obviously a little bit more riskier. Uh, they're going to start Aaron Baines, who's 4,200 on FanDuel. Um, but Boucher's expected to sort of come off the bench, you know, sort of play what Abaka had played last year. And Abaka, you know, at times played more than Marcus Hall did. Right. Boucher stretches the floor. He can give you blocks. It's just uh, he's very raw. And, you know, they're kind of hoping that that upside will shine through. Um, you know, we'll see if it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, get Boucher, give me Boucher in tournaments for sure. I, I think that's definitely appealing because I do think he's going to end up playing more than uh, Aaron Baines in the in most games. Yep, I agree with you on that one. Uh, so that wraps up our preview of the 13-game Wednesday DFS slate. Um, I will be on the playbook, and I'll be bringing you our new fast break feature uh, giving you core plays at each position to help you sort of build your lineups around. Again, this is in lieu uh, of the example lineups, which uh, currently have been discontinued. Um, you know, so be on the lookout for that. We're really pushing you to, you know, use the content, use us as resources, use that awesome lineup generator that we have. It has that new locking tool feature where you can set the player where you want them, their ownership percentage, the position spot you want them in. If you want to lock a guy into the utility or forward or, you know, guard, small forward, whatever you want over for DraftKings, you can do that. Uh, FanDuel the same way. You can lock a guy in, set the exposure uh, there, and, and really customize the lineups as you wish. And, and, you know, it was a great point, James, and quickly to touch upon this, a uh, question in chat today was about, you know, well, I don't make 50 lineups. You know, why should I use the lineup generator and I'm not that type of player either. I'm not a, a max entry player. I usually play one or two lineups, but I still use the lineup generator because it allows me to customize the type of builds that come up. And while, you know, while I go through the process and I may pick a player here, pick a player there, you know, the lineup generator will give you different roster combinations that, you know, my brain isn't a computer. So maybe I wouldn't have realized like, oh, if I put this player here and that player there, I can fit and find the correct formula. And that's ultimately what, the best part about the lineup generator does it puts them in the players and the pieces together for you. Uh, and you're the one that's selecting the player pool. You know, we have the playbook only option that you can click on. You can go ahead and add and remove players from the player pool that maybe you don't like. Um, so it, it's super customizable. You don't have to just use it. If you're making 150 lineups, I make one or two, I build out 20 lineups and customize them once they're made and, and figure out the way I'm the most comfortable playing them. So uh, definitely check out the lineup generator. It's an amazing tool. It's created a lot of winners during the baseball season, a lot of winners during the football season. And we're here to bring it uh, to the NBA and dominate. Yeah. And shout out to the tech team who put it together. Cause, uh, it's come a long way and it's really, it's really just an incredible tool that, uh, Everyone at Fantasy Alarm is super super proud to to put out there to uh, yeah. to FA Nation. 
definitely. So we'll have that. We'll have the fast break lineup generator. We're going to have the value vault bracket this year as well. Uh, starting five video. We're going to do the live stream tomorrow, 6 to 6.30. Grande and Sean Mitchell will be on that. Uh, so it's going to be a great time. Big slate. Excited to get to it. Happy the NBA season is here. But for now, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.